Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey, bloodies. This is April. And this is Caroline. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bloody Happy Hour. It is Thirsty Thursday. And, um, you know, April, we have this, we have uh, Tuesday episodes that come out, our quickies. Yeah. And we have Thursday episodes come out, which are our full episodes. And we do a little bit more talking on that episode. So, we usually record on Thursdays, but what? We're recording on a Saturday today? It is brunch happy hour today. Oh, well, why are we, did we change it up for some reason or what? What I, happened, April? What's I had, I don't, was it an, an, I don't know what happened. I had an uh, aneurysm. She basically had a brain aneurysm and sh- I felt like I was being stood up on a date. I'm over here ready to record, getting all my manscaped stuff out here, got my ball deodorant and, you know, my weed whacker, you know, ready to just do, got my drinks. We got some listeners who bought us around, and here I am just sitting and, you know, I didn't show up. And I was like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, texting, phone call, nothing. Hour, hour and a half. <laughs> Bitch still didn't respond. We knew she was in a ditch. Weird. I was like, is she in the back of a trunk right now? Or is she on the side of the road? Has she been kidnapped? Is she in a shed at gunpoint? Like what? No. This bitch at the nail salon. Y'all, I don't know what happened to me this week, but it was obviously Thursday. But all day I thought it was Wednesday. All day I thought it was Wednesday. So uh, me and my mom had been wanting to get a pedicure and get our nails done. So I was like, hey, I text her. Let's go. I picked her up. We were sitting there at the nail salon. My mom didn't even catch it. She went like April it's Thursday and she recording. So then it's partially her fault. And so Caroline, I finally checked my phone and Caroline is like, are you kidnapped? And I was like, no, why? So then I call her and it still doesn't click. And Mike's pissed in the background. Caroline's pissed. And I was like, oh, are they hanging out without me? She was, She's like, like, why are y'all doing together? It's it it like, still didn't. And then I asked Andrew, my nail guy, I was like, Andrew, what's today? What's today? Andrew's ass didn't even know. Well, Andrew don't know. Andrew's he just he, doing nails. Yeah, he says he works every day, so all the days run through. But anyway, I just had to, you know, make sure everybody was aware of what I was Yeah. And then, and then you left me a voicemail, and you were like, well, I kind of just hope you're kidnapped, because then I'm just going to be real pissed <laughs> if I'm just being stood up. <laughs> I was really wanting to get a good story out of it. <laughs> At my expense. So, it's Saturday, so happy brunch. 
Um, Except for our brunch, it's just vodka and orange juice and a little cranberry. Yeah, because we are still drinking on this Grey Goose that was get, or bought to us by Sandra, uh, Sandra thank you. and Heather and Danielle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We had to get fancy real fast. You don't even know about it. Um, but first, let's just get this out of the way because this hap- this uh, podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Hello, Manscaped. Manscaped. Y'all know that we have this performance package up here that we have a discount code for, and the code is BHH, and you get this weed whacker, you get ball deodorant, you get toner, you get the lawnmower, the bag, the underwear. What more could you ask for? It's a performance package 4.0, and you go to manscaped.com, you can order it, Use the code BHH. You get free shipping, and you get the cleanest balls around. Cleanest balls around. And let me tell you, my she'll be my future sister-in-law. I'm not going to tell you um, where she's from, but she's from Mississippi. So we might need to have her on the podcast just to hear this. I like this, oh. her voice. We need to have her on the podcast. Okay. So, anyways, she ordered one for my brother, and she said he was so excited when he opened it up. Like a kid opening up a present on Christmas. Did and she it not ma- just got it for him? Not even as a gift, just as like a. She was excited to have the results of the performance package like right now. Yeah. So it was just random. She was like, "I'm ordering him one. He must probably need some help." Uh, I'm not even gonna talk about it. It's my brother. <laughs> um, but it made me think. You guys don't have pampering sets and stuff like that, like us women do. Like we, it's another thing to us, but. You guys should pamper yourselves down there because I this performance package is right. When you look better down there, you're going to perform a whole lot better. I mean, I agree. I have a couple friends who ordered it, so I'll have to get their feedback. Get their feedback. Um, obviously, people I know are loving it, so you should too. Women, order it for your men. And don't forget that code is BHH. Also, we have noticed that there is two options. There's that subscription option which just means you get the performance package. But um, Val, she did the subscription option because she wants that ball deodorant and that ball toner to be replenished every three months. So there's like a $14.99 if you want to do the subscription. But you can order without that subscription. And And let let me me tell tell you, you, Caroline is going to need to subscribe because she... I cannot not. ...loves this... It lotion. smells so good. Did I tell you all that every time? Every time. Because I can't help it. I have to keep telling you that. So you're, oh, God. It's that good. Uh, Yep, 20% off, plus free shipping, insert code BHH, manscaped.com, and thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you ahead of time. What's our story for today? Wait, one more little side story. Sorry. Who did you, did you run, did you see Dirty Chad recently? Oh my God. How could you forget how? I I forgot. Yeah, I know. That should have been the first thing we talked about. I know, I know, I know, I know. I got the most evil look this past weekend. Tell it, tell us, tell Um, us all about it. Yeah, so I was just at my nephew's soccer game. Turns out he's on the same team. As Dirty Chad's son. And I saw him so quick. But it was like a misty day, so I put on my hoodie, and I was just trying to, like, 
trying your to. Your BHH hoodie, by uh, the yeah. way. <laughs> bloody happy your hour bloody hoodie. Happy so there was like no hiding it. Um, and so I was just trying to like just watch the game. I don't know what's going on with soccer, but I was just trying to watch the game. It's like this whole time you literally you probably are watching the game and in your head you're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my yes. Gosh. That's how I would be. Because he prances the field and oh. like he yells and he was he was acting so drunk or high. I couldn't tell which one it was. Either way, he ended up seeing me because he was right next to me and like yelling all these things. And so I just look and we make eye contact and he was like, oh, I didn't even recognize your mixed ass. Or he said something I couldn't even tell. It was like slurish. What was and the tone I just, of it? Was it like that? It like, was like fake. Yes. Like, like ugh scrunched up face like he was not happy to see me obviously um and then went to the other side of the field and he really did not come back by my side the whole time so So, of course i'm texting caroline and cheryl fangirl cheryl Mm -hmm. and we're going back and forth and i had to make another drink just listen to this (laughs) so that was it and i'm probably going to see him for the next couple weekends because i got to keep going to Braxton's games. Okay, so this was my thing. I said she needs to figure out something to say to him. Y'all need to tell us what yeah, she should say. I don't know. Because I think she should ask him if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> I think he's like too out of it to even know there is a podcast. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he just listens to every episode over on the side secretly. We'll see. So that was exciting. It was exciting. When's the next game? Maybe we'll all go. This weekend. Oh, I'm, we're there. Next week, or next, this coming Saturday. Woo-woo-woo! <sighs> There's my Dirty Chad. Then, and then it was like, we need Dirty Chad shirts. We need Dirty Chad decals. We might. So next live show, we're probably going to be coming out with some Dirty Chad yes! gear. I mean, let's just. Let's be honest. Everybody needs a little bit of Dirty Chad yeah, in yeah. their life. Let's just make if, them more pissed. Yeah, I don't, if you know. If I have to suffer, everybody has to suffer with me. Yeah. So, let's move on. Here we go with the story. What is it? I don't even know. This is a story about love, sex, betrayal, and even alligators. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's so, see. Did that, did that spark a memory for me? No, actually. Let's do it. It didn't for me either, even though I've apparently heard this story a couple times. So, this is um, Jerry Michael Williams. And he goes by Mike, and the rumor was that he was, he went missing, and they couldn't find his body for so long that they declared him dead, and they had assumed, because he went missing in Lake Seminole, which is a lake in Florida, Yeah, and he's a big hunter, and he was duck hunting, and they assumed he fell out of his boat and drowned and then was eaten by alligators. They assumed that because he was in Florida. Because, yes. Yes, I would assume that, too. Yeah. Okay, so we have Mike, who he was like, people, everybody said he was just super nice. Super nice guy, was, he was very hardworking, and just all-around good guy. Like, volunteered, did this, did all the things. So, and he would do anything for anybody. So, Mike um, meets his wife, Denise, back in high school. Okay, so Mike is, they dated through high school, they dated through college, and then they ended up going to Florida State, and after that they graduate, they get jobs, and 
still dating, and then they end up getting married. So Mike came from, like, his background was he grew up really poor. So mm-hmm. that's why he's, like, working extra hard to provide for his family. So he doesn't want his wife to have to work. He wants to be able to work and make the money and, you know, not mm-hmm. have to have anybody, you know, struggle. Yeah. So Denise for a little bit worked as an accountant. And then he, Mike, worked as a real estate at a real estate company. So they finally get married, and they're in, they're in Tallahassee, Florida. Well, they have these close friends who also were best friends with them in high school, Brian and Kathy. Okay. So. Mike and Denise, Brian and Kathy. Yes. Everybody, if you need to go look them up, look them up, because I know I'm visual, uh-huh. and it's just easier. So. Brian and Kathy were the best friends, or they were the, yeah, the couple. They also dated all through high school, dated through college, and all four of them are basically like Jesse Spano and A.C. Slater and Kelly Kapowski and Zach Morris. Like, they're a little foursome who are this little posse, and they do everything together. Upside down pineapples? That's exactly what I was thinking this first time. Yes, 100%. So... They are all out of high school. They are, they've gotten married. They get married the same year as each other. 1994, they get married. They buy houses at the same time, same year. They have kids, same time, same year. They go to football games together. They go to movies together. (laughs) No, never going to end good. It really means they're competitive and they probably hate each other. We'll find out. So they, I mean, you see where we're going with this? Like everybody is, they're just really close. So like I said earlier, Mike is a hunter. He goes dunk hunting. Well, Brian also goes hunting and they, you know, go hunting throughout college. That's just the thing they do. They go out there in their camo and their duck whistles and whatever you do when you go hunting. I don't know. I've never been hunting. I mean, I duck hunted, but it was like Nintendo. (laughs) That was the game to play. I was great at it. And Me you, like, cu- shot those clay things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was like, I can do this shit. This is not hard. So Mike and Denise are married, and she's not having to really work because he is now making $200,000 a year. And this is back in 19, like, 90, oh, the yeah. 90s. Basically so that's like Yes. So they're, they're good to go. She's living her best life. She's over here. She's getting her hair did. She's getting her nails did. She's going to the massages. She's just got the best clothes. She's got the new car. She's got the nice house. I mean, our life is perfect. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Why are we talking about her on a podcast? Mm. So she is like, they're perfect. And Mike is... Like I said, wanting to be able to provide for her and everything. So in 1999, they finally have a girl. They have a little child. And super excited. Mike was. He was like, this is this is great. And then Brian and Kathy, they also have their son this year. Okay? Like I said, they do everything together. So then they, the couples, since in high school and in college, they didn't really like party because they were just dating each other. Mm-hmm. So now they're kind of wanting to start 
to get into partying. They're like going out and drinking more. They're going out and going to concerts. And now that they've had a kid, now that they've had a kid, yes. Like, oh, we they're didn't like, live oh, our lives. Yes. So this is when they're trying to do it. Okay. Later on, you will hear in um, a recording that I'm going to play is Brian. Okay. The best friend. Friend, yeah. He is talking about one of the nights that they all four went out together. And he says that they got into a conversation about sex for the first time with all four of them. Okay. They're best friends and they haven't talked about sex. Apparently not. Apparently not like this. Okay. And this was the first time that Brian started looking at Denise, Mike's wife, uh-huh. in a different light. Told you it never works out. Are we listening now? We're almost there. Okay. And so he is like, he's been friends with her for so long, and he's never been attracted to her until right now. And they go, and that same night, like, they're giving each other these looks, and they're like, "Mm, hey, daddy, you know. (laughs) And then that same night, they talk on the phone all night long. Where's the other people? Passed out? I guess so. He didn't tell us that. But he did say that they really connected. What alcohol does. And they they should have just stopped drinking. And they had phone sex, April, okay? Phone sex so, all in the first time? Listen, they are, listen, they know what they want. Okay. And they're dedicated. A lot of sexual talk on that phone call. That's probably why they connected. So, Brian is the best friend, right? He goes on to say that... Even on, like, Denise would work every now and then, and, like, on her lunch breaks, he would go see her, and they would be going and doing the dirty in the car. Say it again. Brian on lunch breaks Uh for Denise would go to where she worked, because she worked sometimes. Oh, okay. And she would come out to his truck, Uh and they would do it in the truck on the lunch break. That is so exciting if you're not married to other people. Yeah. Or it probably still is still exciting. Yeah. But not good. So then Denise completely stopped sleeping with Mike, her husband, and she is on this full-on relationship with Brian. Denise. I don't even know where Kathy is. They don't even say anything about Kathy. Kathy's um, breastfeeding the little boy they just had. (laughs) So Denise starts complaining about Mike, how he's a workaholic, and he's never around, never gives any attention to her, and oh, Brian at the same time is over here like they're going hunting together, and like he, and then Mike is saying that Denise is not paying any attention to him. So they're both complaining about the same thing to Brian. Yeah. Well, then one time they like go hunting somewhere where it's like a 20-hour road trip, and Mike this whole time is confiding in Brian saying how he's unhappy in his marriage and he's not having sex with Denise and he just didn't know like he noticed that money started coming out of the account and he doesn't know what she's if she's like doing drugs or <laughs> like he's like I maybe she's cheating on me but I don't know what is happening and well, she's I just spinning don't know on. What they're screwing do. in the car oh Brian's over here listening to this whole conversation like, mm, I'm so glad that y'all are not having sex because I'm having sex with her and I don't want her <laughs> having sex with any other man. So this is making Brian feel real good during this yes. conversation. And then Brian starts Ooh, saying, so good. it's that manscaped. Wow. I know. So Brian is, uh, April got a little wet right there, I think. 
<laughs> she he is saying that he knows she has been taking money out of the account because they've been going out of town. Oh. And they've been like going and doing things out of town. I guess because Brian worked so much. So much. And she would probably just say, oh, do to do. And I don't know. I don't know. What's the other girl? What's the other wife's name? Kathy. I don't Kathy's know. Kathy's probably, probably watching doing. the baby, both babies. Kathy's, at Kathy's home watching both babies. Both babies. Well, homegirl's over here getting her nails done. And, or no, she's sleeping with Brian. Mike's over here at work because he's. Oh, don't. Mike. Listen. So. Oh, we're getting closer to a clip. Brian goes on and he talks about how Mike would take these work trips to Destin and Ka- and Denise would go with. Okay. So, oh yeah. Would go with. And while he was at the conference, like doing his work, whatever, Brian would drive down there and spend the whole day on the beach with Denise. So there Mike's at a work conference. He's over here going to meetings, doing his thing, making money for the family, trying to provide this best life. Hey, she's over here living her best life on the beach, fucking around with Brian. She she maximized her time. She actually did. <laughs> she actually did. She maximized her time. So let me tell you one more thing before I get to this first clip. Brian, do you want to know what he does for his job? Um, and you didn't tell me he's in He's a slaughtrician. He slaughters. He He's, cuts meat. He sells life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know the story, too. <laughs> so he starts talking to Mike, and he's like, you know, just doing his job, trying to sell him a life insurance policy. Well, Mike already has a policy, but it's been several years since he's updated it, so he probably's like, yeah, I probably do need to update it. So he goes, and he talks to his boss, who's like a father figure to him. And he's like hey, what are your thoughts? And, like, should I up my life insurance? What do I need to do? And the boss is like, well, I mean, you do hunt a lot, and you never know when there could be an accident or whatever. And, yeah, you might as well make sure that you are able to. Who was telling him this? The, his, the, boss. his boss. Like, this, is okay. com- this part was completely innocent. So he ends up to up his he ends up upping his insurance policy and he takes out a $1.5 million life insurance policy on top of what he already had. Okay. Okay. So at this point he gets up his life insurance policy and Denise is just so tired of being married to him. So tired. And she just really wants him out of the way, but she did not want to get divorced. Did not want to get divorced. I hate people like this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. This was um, Gentry. When the Starling Gentry too? Yes. She was like I, or somebody else no, that we did. Yes, it's this is multiple people. This is multiple. They're just like I can't. Oh, I can't. Catherine, I, I don't know who it was. Catherine Knight or somebody. They were just like I can't shame myself with a divorce, but I will shame myself with murder. Yep. <laughs> and no, this is the same thing. They didn't want a divorce, and they didn't want to split custody. Are they Catholic? I didn't say okay. anything about it. So, and, no, you know, uh, Brian, obviously, he wants Denise to himself. So he wants, he's like, yeah, let's figure out what to do about Mike. Let's get a plan. So then they do. They start coming up with a plan. And let me, um. Are any of these people hot? No. Oh. 
And you're just a bunch of ugly people. Real easy question. <laughs> One of the options, uh, Mike, Mike worked a lot at night uh, up at his office. And one of the options was um, that we could make it look as if uh, there was a, a burglary of some sort up at his office and that he uh, got shot in some type of robbery or something up at his office. Um, Denise didn't like that idea. I didn't like that idea, and Denise didn't like that idea, but primarily because there would be an investigation uh, if something like that occurred. So another idea, uh, we all used to go out on boats a lot, and Mike had a boat, and another option was that uh, the four of us would go out on a boat out into the Gulf. The four of you being who? Um, me and Kathy and Denise and Mike. And uh, we'd go out in a boat on the Gulf, and basically uh, that... Kathy and Mike would be pushed overboard, and that Denise and I would find a buoy way offshore that we could uh, hold on to and either let the boat sink or let the boat take off on its own or whatever and make it look like we had an accident on the water uh, and that Denise and I had survived the accident. Another scenario that we came up with was Mike and I going on a hunting trip together uh, and there being an accident where both he and I uh, ended up in the water and uh, he drowned and, and I did not. Denise liked this idea. It would be fair to say that having the attention of being a widow was far better in her mind than being a divorcee. Yes, sir. Um, better to be a rich widow than a uh, a poor divorcee and her her biggest concern with the divorce was she didn't want to share custody of Ansley with with Mike um, she was not going to have Ansley going back and forth to two different uh, houses oh my god so December 16th we ha the oh. next clip is the best December 16th 2000 Mike uh, was Mike and, De and Denise's sixth wedding anniversary so Brian and Denise decided this was the day they were going to go through with the plan. On the anniversary. Yeah, because listen, that evening um, on the 16th, Mike and Denise had planned to go to a resort. They were going to celebrate their anniversary. They were going to rekindle things. And they were just going to, their marriage was going to just blossom, right? Yeah. And But that morning... Mike was going to go hunting. So there, he was going hunting that morning, and then they were going to go celebrate their anniversary. But he, was, he and Brian were going to go hunting. Well, Brian was supposed to go over, and sh Brian was going to show him this new place to hunt. Okay. And so the night before, so on the 15th, Brian was like, okay, I need to get Kathy, his wife, like really drunk because because he did not want her to wake up in the next morning whenever mm -hmm. he was not there. Oh, my God. I know this story, but it, I can't even think of it. That's why I was with that other one. So Brian decides that he's going to take Kathy to a concert, get her drunk, make sure she sleeps in the next morning and feels bad. But he also decides that he's going to slip a little sleeping pill into her drink, too. Oh. 
So he's getting her tore up at the concert, and he's putting sleeping pills. He's being doing some Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer shit up in here, <laughs> and he just wants to be sure. So the morning of the 16th, Brian gets up at the butt crack of dawn because it's super early. People go hunting when it's still dark. It's probably like 3 or something. He meets up with Mike at some store. They meet, meet up and, like, I guess follow each other. I don't know why that, whatever. I don't know how that works. But whenever he meets him at the store, he's like, oh, hey, Mike, my phone is dead or it's, like, dying, so just don't call me and just follow me to this new spot. Okay. Because he's thinking ahead because he doesn't want to have any yes. yeah. Yeah. signal or any trace of his phone being out there. Yeah, yeah. So then Mike follows Brian to the spot. Was this a snapped? It was on ID. And because I knew where we were going hunting, um, I was in the back of the boat driving, and he was uh, in the front. Um, so. It was a uh, what's called a genoo. It's basically a canoe that has a flat uh, flat back that you can put a motor, a small motor, on the back of it. I'm familiar with canoes. Canoes can be a little tipsy. This boat, the same way. This boat was, yes, basically like a canoe, so pretty pretty tippy. Okay. So you had you put the boat in the water, and you're heading out, and you're driving. Yes, sir. I was driving, and I know I was very concerned about the time um everything had taken longer than what i had anticipated and i had to be back in town early enough in time to meet my father-in-law for for my alibi trip to occur and so we we headed out and there was a deep area maybe a couple hundred yards from the landing that we put in at and um, we got to that area that I knew was a, a deep area. And I, I don't remember exactly how I got him to stand up, but I don't know if I pretended something was wrong with the motor or the weight in the boat was off or something, but I, I basically stopped the boat and got him to, to stand up. And when he did, I pushed him into the water. What happened next? So he was in the water and he was like struggling and the motor of the boat was still running and I pulled off just a little bit to get kind of away from him so that he couldn't reach back into the boat. And I didn't know it at the time. I, I didn't know if he was trying to swim or I didn't know what was going on. But, but what I came to find out or eventually realized was he was taking the waders and the jacket off. And he, uh, he got those off. And I, I think I forgot to tell you about this part before, but, um, but I remember now that that area of the lake had a lot of um, snags, a lot of dead trees that come up out of the water, and there's a lot of stumps that come up out of the water. 
and he swam over to one of those stumps and held on to it. And he was panicking, and I was panicking, and none of this was like going well. I thought it was going to go. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do. But um, he was, he started to yell. And I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to get out of that situation. <laughs> and so I had my gun in the boat. And uh, so I loaded my gun and I just, I made one or two circles around and I ended up circling closer towards him and he was in the water and as I passed by, I shot him. head uh-huh i remember oh my god <clears throat> so he had opportunity and opportunity and opportunity to get out of that situation oh yeah so his plan was never to shoot him he was no. wanted him to but he just wanted him to basically drown yeah so then he would be like, I didn't kill him. He just drowned or whatever. But since it wasn't going right, he just panicked. He said he closed his eyes and sh and so he wouldn't see his face when he shot him. And he just shot him right there. But the only thing that, because it was so dark, all you could see was the light from the shot. I guess it like, shoot, uh -huh. there's a light. I don't know. But this is a whole, I'll, I can tag or post this with, in the episode description the whole link to the this testimony. So he then sticks his arm in the water, pulls his body up, and he brings the body up over near his vehicle. Because what's he going to do with him? He can't just let him drown and let him let the body just be floating out there. Why? He's done killed him. What? How's that going to help his story? Well, you're about to find out. Because he can't just, he pulls his truck near the water. and You know, it's at an angle like the boat ramp. It's at an angle. And he... So now he's eas easily able to put Mike's body into the back of the truck because it's, like, pretty close to the water. And they ask him later on in this interview, they're like, how did you, how were you able to, like, pick up this whole lifeless body just by yourself? Because yeah. they're like, you didn't have any help. And he's like, I don't know, adrenaline, adrenaline. just, like. I just needed to get him out of there. I knew I couldn't just, they couldn't just be, like, find a body out here. No, you know, whatever. So his whole, so he puts him in the truck. He goes home. It's still early enough in the morning. And so Mike is just in the back of the, dead body in the back of the truck, goes up, crawls in, in bed with his wife, uh -huh. lightly kisses her on the cheek just enough so she knows that, that he's, he's there. there. Oh, my God. He then calls 
And she doesn't wake up, but she's just like, oh, okay. Calls his father-in-law because that morning he is supposed to go hunting with his father-in-law. Yes. So he calls his father-in-law from the house. Was like, oh, we went out. The, we were out late. I'm not going to be able to make it to go hunting, whatever. And that was supposed to be his alibi. Yes, but at least now he's made a call from his house, so it's shown he is at home. He's called his father-in-law. Mm-hmm. He's talked. He's kissed his wife. He then is like, okay, I've got all those bases covered. Now let me go figure out what to help, what to do with this body. But by the way. Something leaking out the back of the truck. It's blood. blood. Leaks out the back of the truck onto the driveway. So, you know, he's already panicking. Obviously, he just killed his best friend. So he's, like, washing off the driveway. And then he goes and he, like, wipes wipes off the tailgate. He cleans it off. It's fine. He goes then. He's like, I got to figure out what to do with this body. He drives 60 miles away to go to Walmart. Because he's going to buy a tarp, a rope, and some weights. Okay? But he was, like, planning to go put him in this, like, weigh him down in another river and whatever. He just wanted him to be somewhere where he was not going to be found. Like, not a typical mm-hmm. place where they go hunting. But while he's in Walmart, he runs into a friend. Oh, God. <laughs> and, of course, then he starts panicking even more. What it's just, That doesn't... The front, nothing ever happens with that, but it's just, like, causing him to panic more. So he gets out to wherever he's going to, some lake where he's going to, a river where he's going to leave his body. Well, this body of water has, um, is, like, low. It's receded. Mm-hmm. There's, like, random little holes, I guess, like, where, it just said, like, mud holes. Like, it was just little holes that were kind of where, where when the water comes back up, it'll cover up the, these spots. Yeah. But it was muddy enough to where... He was able to dig, and he could essentially put the body in there and then hope that the water would cover it up eventually. So he goes, he starts digging these, digging out this hole. He gets the body out, puts the body on this tarp, drags the tarp over to one of these mud holes, digs a little deeper, puts him in there. So now, like you said, hoping the water will cover him up. But as he's doing this, he, like, starts getting eaten up by ants, and he's like, oh, gosh, are people going to ask me why I'm eaten up by these ants? <laughs> Everything's going wrong. Everything. And then a car drives up. Oh, God. A car drives up on the middle. He's in the middle of burying his best friend that he just killed. Oh, it's his so best friend like, from high school. Yes, and he, like, kind of scurries away, goes and talks to this guy in the car, just, like, shooting the shit with him, whatever. And it's, like, some other guy who's out there hunting, and he just plays it cool, and... At the time, Brian says he's thinking that this is like a law enforcement guy, and but he, they just were like, "Okay, have fun hunting, whatever." And then the car drives off. Uh, so, so much happening. Brian gets everything covered up, and he leaves, and he goes to meet with his family because his wife's family was talking about some Christmas dinner. So they just go and they're just they're planning Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's about to be Christmas. Yep. So, so he puts the body where he needs to, and he does everything he needs to. Yep. And now he's just back and having... Yeah, living his life. Having Christmas dinner. hmm So later that evening, finally Denise is like, oh, where's Mike? He's not home. So she starts panicking. Finally, she calls Mike's mom. She calls... Her sister, she calls family. She calls 911, reports her husband missing. And 
they end up finding Mike's truck and boat trailer at Lake Seminole, but they find no boat. People are out there searching. Hundreds of people, everyone in the community knew who he was. They find They're, the boat and, whoa. They find the truck and the boat trailer. Trailer, but not the but boat. But no boat. Well, the boat was just kind of, they, like. He left the boat in the water. Yes. The Billy? boat had just, like, floated out. Okay. But we do find out later we're, like, the boat, you know, I'll tell you. Yeah. But, yes, the whole, everybody's devastated. Like, they knew how nice the guy was, whatever. And, you know, apparently at this lake there's been several, like, like 80 drownings, but everybody who's drowned has been found or the body's been found or they were rescued. And so this is very odd that they're out here searching for this guy who's drowned and nobody can find him. Like, he's nowhere to be found. He's literally missing. Um, let's take a break. Break! And now a word from our sponsors. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe especially golden age stuff oh golden age stuff is always the best and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness of everything that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bros heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe (laughs) bros and bros and heroes Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about.
911? What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean? Could it be? The Poltergeist House. New from Rogue Media. Two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. And now back to the show. Okay. So guess who was out there searching for Mike? Hardcore. Oh, Denise oh. probably. No, Brian. Oh, Brian. Because Brian's dad thought of Mike as like another son. Like they were so close. So he's out there like they're actually the ones who find Mike's boat. What a shock. Mm. So the dad is like wanting him like like keeping Brian out there to search hours hours yes. of the night. Yes. Cuz he's like he's got to be here. Here's his boat, here's this whatever. Like he's got to be here. They find nothing else. There's no anything like the Waiters, the a hat, a ID, nothing. They don't find anything. They just oh. find the boat. So the, um, you know, of course. And that should turn up because he took that off when he was in the water before he attached himself to just like a stump. Yeah. Oh. So there's this extensive search, like apparently the most extensive one that they've ever done in that area. And after about... Um, what's 44 days, a month and a half, mm-hmm. a month and a half, the police and stuff, they start to see alligators are out there. And so they are like, mm, I'm pretty sure Mike fell off his boat, drowned and was eaten by alligators. Mm. Yeah. Case closed. Mm, Florida swamp. So no criminal investigation is ever opened. And of course, you know, good old grieving wife is not out here. Trying to be on the news. She's not trying to be like, keep this case open. Let's find him. Let's oh. do this. Here's posters. Let's this. Let's this. There's no way he's dead. Nothing. No. She doesn't do any of that. She's just, you know. I just, like, wonder, okay, so but you talk about it, and you talk about it, and you talk about it, right, while you're, after you have sex or whatever, and then after it's done, is it still the same? I wonder. Like, are they still like I doubt having it. sex and that excited? It can't be. The excitement is the thrill. Now, just just cheat. Just keep cheating. Just keep cheating. Yes. You don't need to go and kill. Don't leave because like, that you're that's a thrill. Now you've you've killed everything. And now all the fun. Now the you, you're both. You both have this guilty conscience. You're. I don't know how it's even enjoy. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna. No, I don't understand. No, but all this whole time, Brian's mom, Cheryl, yeah, is D 
T F. Down to find. So six months go by. Wait, Brian. Brian's the killer. Did I say Brian's mom? Yeah. Damn it. I knew I was gonna mess it up. Mike's, Mike's mom. mom. Okay. Murdered guy. Guy who died. Mike. Okay. Mike's mom, Cheryl. She got these down to find. You should. I can show you a picture. She's a little funny. She has. She always wears pigtails. Gray pigtails. Uh-huh. Is that why you got on pigtails today? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is just one braids, not two. Oh okay. I'm not pippy. Um, six months later, June 2021. No, that's not the right year. Six months 2012. later. Yeah, it's like 2000. <laughs> I'm dyslexic and ADHD. <laughs> We'll just say that. Mike is declared legally dead mm, by the county judge. She's about to get her money. So listen. Also about, or, or like before this, Denise is wanting to have a memorial. But Cheryl, Mike's mom, mm-hmm. is like, no. He's not, we got to find him. Yeah. Well, apparently, in order for... One of the things in order to to get yes, if you don't have a so, so, in order for Denise to claim life insurance policy, which is this over this uh, like it's almost like a two million dollar policy, she has to have a death certificate. In order to have a death certificate without a body, you have to like have a funeral. Yes, you have to have had a funeral or a memorial or something, and you have to be able to show like. ID, uh, whatever. Typically, without a body, it said it would take five years to get this insurance, but she's able to rush it within six months because so many people are on her side. They felt bad for her. And also, Brian was able to help her rush it, and the dad, Brian's dad, I'm assuming Brian's dad also worked for this insurance because he, they say, like, he also helped rush it, Mm -hmm. but he was concerned for her. Brian's dad was like totally just like I just want her to yes. be able to get this money to be able to pay her bills and he to was just live. he thought he was helping Mike yes take care of his family let's give her what she needs so she can live yes yes mm. so the the mom Cheryl is like not about any of this she does not agree she thinks that she actually gets she actually gets like this alligator investigator. <laughs> That's like a joke. That's Cheryl. Like a, yes. And it was like, is it possible that this could have happened? Because apparently alligators won't be out there when it's cold. And that certain night, there was like a cold front. It was like 18 degrees. And they're like, there's no way that alligators are out there feeding at that time. So there's this random oh. information that's coming up. And so sh- this is why Cheryl was like DTF. Yes. And she knows like... This, this can't uh-uh. be the end of this. Let that all sink in. And just when you think it couldn't get any weirder, do you have any guesses of what is about to come up? Um, no. Regarding Brian and Denise. Denise is pregnant. Ooh, that would have been a good one. <clears throat> but no, not long after... Brian divorces Kathy, no surprise. And then 
Brian's just lost. Kathy's still breastfeeding. Her kid. She's still out there breastfeeding. She's just lost, and she she, she, she don't even know. Still what, got a hangover. She don't know. She's what's hung going over on. from the sleeping pill, being drunk. She got a baby. She breast. This baby, Poor Kathy. But this you know, baby has been an infant for years. Yeah. So yeah, Kathy's Kathy lucky. was gonna die too. So at least she didn't die. At least she gone. She didn't even. You know who's the dirtiest is Denise because she didn't like the plan where they were both there at the crime scene. Oh, yeah. She liked the plan where it was all Brian doing the dirty work. So I think Denise is going to turn on Brian. Okay. So Brian moves into Denise's house. (laughs) You know, Mike's old house, best friend's old house, literally sleeping in this man's bed. Oh, but wait. Just wait. In 2005, they get married. Yes. Oh, wait. The mur- this is four years later. He done went and married his best friend's wife and who they both killed. Lord, can you even? Yes. Sold him life insurance policy, the whole thing. That's how you know you're, oh my goodness, I can't. So this whole time, you're like years and years and years and years go by. Okay. Podcast over. Mama down. She's DTF. She's out there standing on the street corners with signs. She's like Aww. not accepting any of it. She's like, he did not fall off that boat. He did not drown. No. There's no other drownings out there been like by, eaten by alligators. Like, this is stupid. And like. Is she suspecting them at all? She doesn't yet? know. She's not suspecting them yet. But then she starts to, when she, once she called that alligator investigator. Mm -hmm. when they say it's pretty much impossible that he was eaten by alligator she goes to Denise and she's like I'm not giving up on finding my son your husband like or your whatever ex-husband and Denise flips out and is like well if you do anything to open up a criminal investigation you are no longer going to see your granddaughter this bitch so mama lose lose contact because she is Uh, DTF and now she don't know what to do so now we'll go 10 more years forward, so it's 2016. Wow. So it's been 10 years. Are they still together? Denise and Brian have a falling out. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Uh, so, I'm so sorry, Denise. Yeah, you because don't. Brian really is butt ugly. Yeah. Denise is butt ugly. Denise, the, these people. You should have kept it at the affair. Just keep having an affair. So, no. Remind me to tell you about this Hulu documentary. Okay. At the end. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I gotta stop snorting at this mic, but I can't help it. So now Denise wants to have a wants to get a divorce from Brian because you know they married, and you know it's gonna make him mad. But she kicks him out the house, and he about to lose it. He about to go crazy. But. Denise has no idea. She does not really know what she's gotten herself into. She's over here. She's, like, trying to kick him out. She wants to live her best single life now. She's trying to go back to the nail salons and do all this stuff. I mean, she's basically a multimillionaire because she's got rid of all of her husbands now. She's Mm. got rid of all of her husbands. She's like, oh, I've done got rid of all my husbands. I'm clean. We're good to go. No. This bitch gets in her car one day. She's on the phone with her sister. She's driving to go wherever. She gets in the car. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, pops up Brian in the back seat. He's <laughs> hiding in the back seat. He pops up, 
puts a gun to her side and starts threatening to kill her. Yeah, bitch, I killed your husband for you, and now and you want to leave me. Yes, and he's talking about he's going to kill himself. He's talking about he's going to kill her. She's freaking out. It's uh, They're in there for like an hour, and he is, she then starts like talking like, oh, it's okay, we'll get back together. Like, I still love you, just like trying to calm him down, so he'll like obviously put the gun down and like say they'll work it out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, she gets free. She calls 911. The police come. They arrest Brian. He gets charged with kidnapping, domestic assault, armed burglary, and then... She turns on him. Good old Denise goes up into this damn courtroom, and you know she's over here crying about how she's so scared of him. Mm-hmm. About to tell She's as bad as Pepini. Who's worse, her or Pepini? I think she is. waiting for me in the back of my car with a gun. He grabbed the steering wheel. He shoved the gun in my ribcage, screaming profanities uncontrollably at me. I will never be the same. I can't sleep. I can't eat because I only see him rising up out of the back of the car because all I feel is the gun shoved in my ribs. I can't have peace. Because I only hear his voice screaming and cussing at me. Please don't let him out. <laughs> Listen, no, no. Listen, I don't want to hear your voice again. She goes on, reads this letter. She reads a letter from her daughter, who's now a teenager. The daughter's over here saying, this is my stepdad. Oh, yeah, now I guess it's, that's his stepdad. I don't know. And The daughter. The daughter, right. It's like, so, so. Denise her is over and here. Mike's daughter. Yes. Is, okay. So Denise reads a letter saying, like, she's re- reading this letter from her daughter, like, because she, she's trying to do anything to get Brian to stay in to jail. be in jail. Okay. And so Brian ends up getting twenty years in prison, and for doing that to her. Yes. Just wait. So now he's sitting up in there and he's watching this Florida bitch be crazy. talking about all this stuff like, oh, this heifer. Uh-uh. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know why you're trying to go against me. So he's like, you sure? She sure didn't cry whenever I killed her husband and when she was <laughs> collecting that uh, $1.5 million. She sure wasn't crying then. No. And that's so, how stupid she is. Yeah, because she's over here thinking she got rid of another one. So, he's over here thinking, 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 thinking. He's just got sentenced 20 years. And all the while, Mama's out here, she's still DTF. And at this point, it's been 18 years. No. So, investigators talk to Brian, and they're like, you're really going to let this one, you're going to sit out here and let this woman say these things? And because you're they're gonna, thinking. Mm-hmm. No, they're knowing by now. They just can't prove it, they're Like, you're in here for, yes. So, Brian cuts a deal with Come on, Brian. Them, yes. And he told them everything. He yes. told them where the body was, and they said he would be completely immune. Uh, if he testified against her in court telling everything. That's why we have this whole entire testimony of him in detail describing this whole 
situation. Is he immune to what he did to her or to the murder? He's of immune Mike? to the murder of Mike, but he still has to serve his twenty. Yes, for that. Yes. Wow. So he goes testifies against her in court in May 2018. Oh. So Denise is arrested on charges of first degree murder, conspiracy to commit first degree murder, and accessory after the fact. Seven months later, Denise is found guilty on all three charges. Thank you. Sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Plus, an additional 30 years for conspiracy to the murder. Or Yes, for conspiracy. Yes. But... <laughs> These blonde bitches get away with everything. Listen. What's going to happen? She's going to get a break. November November of 2020. Appeal. Okay. Now. People feel sorry for her. I don't think that they did. It's just that there wasn't. I don't. I was kind of surprised she was convicted for the murder when there's literally no evidence. You're just getting the. I mean. Yeah. There's no evidence of her being at the crime scene. Uh huh. Or even masterminding it or planning it. Right. He's it's just, just saying it. His, hearsay. Yeah. So her conviction is overturned. <laughs> no. But she still has to serve 30 year sentence for conspiracy to commit murder. For fuck's sake. I know. FFS. <laughs> I just, I was doing this story. And I'm like, yes. And then I literally found that last detail, like at the very end. I was like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. So we can just pretend we don't hear that detail. So she's still in jail. So she's still but in there. Not actually for the murder of Mike. Correct. And I, I believe that Brian, he only got the 20 years. That's, I don't know. I didn't know. I really... mean, but they're not young people. Yeah. So that's most of his life. And then Kathy, no, no, Denise and Mike's daughter, where are they with, with probably Mama Cheryl? Well, they're probably, they're old, grown now, because it's been 18 years. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is what I can't get over. He got 20 years for being, I mean, he did hold a gun to his wife, but for really just being pissed at you. It's like a domestic disturbance. Yes. Yes. Because... Uh, I don't know. Or 30 years. What's 20. He, 20. he got years. 20 yeah. for just, I mean, it wasn't attempted murder. Or was it? It, it? it wasn't charged with that. I guess he was charged with kidnapping and whatever. I mean, wow. I mean, David DePappy is probably going to not even get, well, he's probably going to get more than that. I feel like the moral of the story is don't go to Florida States. <laughs> <laughs> I think Look, the moral of the story is don't go to Florida when you States. cheat on your spouse, just cheat. You ain't gonna kill him. Yeah. And don't go to Florida State. Anywhere in Florida. <laughs> For a long period of time. Just don't live there. You know what? I think Texas is just as bad as Florida. So <laughs> but we gotta pick up Florida. Because you think about Ted Bundy and the the Kyle Omega. Yeah. And then little Austin Harriff are Eater. Yep. Or dog eater guy. Well, you know what? I don't go to Wisconsin either. So there you go. I'm so mad. I know. 
I, I hate when people just can't have an. I mean, I'm not saying go have an affair. I'm not co-signing on that. But if you're gonna have an affair, just have a fucking affair. Why do you need to like leave your? Fa- Why do you need to kill your spouse? Why do you need to leave your family? Why do you need to get some insurance money? It 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 never works out. Greedy, it never greedy, works greedy. out. Look at Darlene Gentry. Yep, she's the new worst. She's she beat Liz. She beat Papini. I mean, she's pretty she's bad. She's and pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Can't she's deal. Bad. That was a good story. Yeah. So I go heard look. it, but I have I I had no recollection. It's like as you said it, it sparked some of those memories, yeah. but I couldn't remember. It was pretty what wild. I I was like I had to get pictures out to keep track of all the people, but Wow. Then I understood it. Wow. So Tell there you Florida go. State. Y'all. <sighs> There's no telling what we're going to bring you next week. So no. just get ready. <laughs> get ready. I have about three stories I'm deciding right now. Um, and they're all their own little crazy. So just get ready for it. Caroline, what do they need to go do before they leave? Um, you need to go to manscaped.com and you need to go and order the performance package of 4.0. And you can use promo code BHH and get free shipping. Also, go to Apple Podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, y'all. This was so much fun. We will see y'all next time. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be TTF. Down to fine like Mama Cheryl. Mm, Mama Cheryl was down to fine with them pigtails. Bye, y'all. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.